Does Acts 2 verse 38 teach that baptism is necessary for salvation? A presentation of God Questions Ministries. Acts 2 verse 38. And Peter said to them, Repent, and let each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. As with any single verse or passage, we discern what it teaches by first filtering it through what we know the Bible teaches on the subject at hand. In the case of baptism and salvation, the Bible is clear that salvation is by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, not by works of any kind, including baptism, Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9. So any interpretation that comes to the conclusion that baptism or any other act is necessary for salvation is a faulty interpretation. Why then do some come to the conclusion that we must be baptized in order to be saved? Often, the discussion of whether or not this passage teaches baptism is required for salvation centers around the Greek word ice that is translated for in this passage. Those who hold to the belief that baptism is required for salvation are quick to point to this verse and the fact that it says, Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, assuming that the word translated for in this verse means in order to get. However, in both Greek and English, there are many possible usages of the word for. As an example, when one says, Take two aspirin for your headache, it is obvious to everybody that it does not mean take two aspirin in order to get your headache, but instead take two aspirin because you already have a headache. There are three possible meanings for the word for that might fit the context of Acts 2 verse 38. 1. In order to be, become, get, have, keep. 2. Because of, as the result of. Or 3. With regard to. Since any one of the three meanings could fit the context of this passage, additional study is required in order to determine which one is correct. We need to start by looking back to the original language and the meaning of the Greek word ice. This is a common Greek word. It is used 1,774 times in the New Testament that is translated many different ways. Like the English word for, it can have many different meanings. So, again, we see at least two or three possible meanings of the passage, one that would seem to support that baptism is required for salvation, and others that would not. While both the meanings of the Greek word ice are seen in different passages of Scripture, such noted Greek scholars as A.T. Robertson and J.R. Manti have maintained that the Greek preposition ice of Acts 2 verse 38 should be translated because of or in view of, and not in order to or for the purpose of. One example of how this preposition is used in other scriptures is seen in Matthew 12, verse 41, where the word ice communicates the result of an action. In this case, it is said that the people of Nineveh repented at the preaching of Jonah. The word translated at is the same Greek word ice. Clearly, the meaning of this passage is that they repented because of, or as the result of, Jonah's preaching. In the same way, it would be possible that Acts 2 verse 38 is indeed communicating the fact that they were to be baptized as the result of or because they had already believed and in doing so had already received forgiveness of their sins. John 1 verse 12, chapter 5 verse 24, Acts 10 verse 43, Acts 16 verse 31, Romans 10 verse 9, Ephesians 1 verses 12 through 14. This interpretation of the passage is also consistent with the message recorded in Peter's next two sermons to unbelievers, where he associates the forgiveness of sins with the act of repentance and faith in Christ, 
without even mentioning baptism. Acts 3, verses 17-26, and chapter 4, verses 8-12. In addition to Acts 2, verse 38, there are three other verses where the Greek word ice is used in conjunction with the word baptize or baptism. The first of these is Matthew 3, verse 11, Baptize you with water for repentance. Clearly, the Greek word ice cannot mean in order to get in this passage. They were not baptized in order to get repentance, but were baptized because they had repented. The second passage is Romans 6, verse 3, where we have the phrase, baptized into, that's ice, his death. This again fits with the meaning of because of, or in regard to. The third and final passage is 1 Corinthians 10, verse 2, and the phrase, baptized into, ice, Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Again, ice cannot mean in order to get in this passage, because the Israelites were not baptized in order to get Moses to be their leader, but because he was their leader and had led them out of Egypt. If one is consistent with the way the preposition ice is used in conjunction with baptism, we must conclude that Acts 2 verse 38 is indeed referring to their being baptized because they had received forgiveness of their sins. Some other verses where the Greek preposition ice does not mean in order to obtain are Matthew 3 verse 11, chapter 28 verse 19, 1 Peter 3 verse 21, Acts 19 verse 3, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 15, and chapter 12 verse 13. The grammatical evidence surrounding this verse and the preposition ice are clear that while both views on this verse are well within the context and the range of possible meanings of the passage, the majority of the evidence is in favor that the best possible definition of the word for in this context is either because of or in regard to, and not in order to get. Therefore, Acts 2 verse 38, when interpreted correctly, does not teach that baptism is required for salvation. Besides the precise meaning of the preposition translated for in this passage, there is another grammatical aspect of this verse to carefully consider. The change between the second person and third person, between the verbs and the pronouns in the passage. For example, in Peter's commands to repent and be baptized, the Greek verb translated repent is in the second person plural, while the verb be baptized is in the third person singular. When we couple this with the fact that the pronoun your in the phrase forgiveness of your sins is also second person plural, we see an important distinction being made that helps us understand this passage. The result of this change from second person plural to third person singular and back would seem to connect the phrase forgiveness of your sins directly with the command to repent. Therefore, when you take into account the change in person and plurality, essentially what you have is you, plural, repent for the forgiveness of your, plural, sins, and let each one, singular, of you be baptized, singular. Or, to put it in a more distinct way, you all repent for the forgiveness of all of your sins, and let each one of you be baptized. Another error that is made by those who believe Acts 2 verse 38 teaches baptism is required for salvation is what is sometimes called the negative inference fallacy. Simply put, this is the idea that just because a statement is true, we cannot assume all negations or opposites of that statement are true. In other words, just because Acts 2 verse 38 says, Repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit, it does not mean that if one repents and is not baptized, he will not receive the forgiveness of sins or the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is important to realize that there is an important difference between a condition of salvation 
and a requirement for salvation. The Bible is clear that belief is both a condition and a requirement, but the same cannot be said for baptism. The Bible does not say that if a man is not baptized, then he will not be saved. If that were true, Jesus would never have been able to assure the criminal crucified with him that he would be with him in paradise that very day. Luke 23, verses 39-43. One can add any number of conditions to faith, which is required for salvation, and the person can still be saved. For example, if a person believes, is baptized, goes to church, and gives to the poor, he will be saved. Where the error in thinking occurs is if one assumes all these other conditions, baptism, going to church, giving to the poor, are required for one to be saved. While they might be the evidence of salvation, they are not a requirement for salvation. For a more thorough explanation of this logical fallacy, please see the question, Does Mark 16, verse 16 teach that baptism is required for salvation? The fact that baptism is not required to receive forgiveness and the gift of the Holy Spirit should also be evident by simply reading a little farther in the book of Acts. In Acts 10, verse 43, Peter tells Cornelius that, through his name, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. Please note that nothing at this point has been mentioned about being baptized, yet Peter connects believing in Christ with the act of receiving forgiveness for sins. The next thing that happens is, having believed Peter's message about Christ, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to the message. Verse 44. It is only after they believed, and therefore received forgiveness of their sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit, that Cornelius and his household were baptized. Verses 47 and 48. The context and the passage are very clear. Cornelius and his household received both forgiveness of sins and the Holy Spirit before they were ever baptized. In fact, the reason Peter allowed them to be baptized was that they showed evidence of receiving the Holy Spirit, just as Peter and the Jewish believers had. In conclusion, Acts 2 verse 38 does not teach that baptism is required for salvation. While baptism is important as a sign that one has been justified by faith, and as a public declaration of one's faith in Christ and membership in a local body of believers, it is not the means of remission or forgiveness of sins. The Bible is very clear that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. John 1 verse 12, Acts 16 verse 31, Romans 4 verse 5, Philippians 3 verse 9, Galatians 2 verse 16. This has been a presentation of God Questions Ministries, www.godquestions.org.